Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud up. What do you got? All right, so I'm like you, Sedano. Uh, my allergies are, I mean, you have a sinus infection, but my allergies aren't a good one, so I apologize if I sound stuffy. I mean, listen, girl, you ain't going to sound worse <laughs> than me who's dealing with I a migraine like, and sinus infection. So, I sound know. stuffy. Um, so anyways, I love Disneyland, but as we all know, it does come with a little bit of a hefty price. But I do have a al- cool alternative if you guys want to enjoy the fireworks, grab a drink, eat some good food. So I recently... I might be late to this, but I came up on this bar restaurant that's called The Fifth, and it's in Anaheim. They have a nice little rooftop. So if you guys go, if you guys go on the, you know, the time frame when they do the fireworks, you can actually catch the Disney fireworks. They have Disney themed drinks like the Wanda, the Skywalker. So you can enjoy the Disney fireworks, have a good drink and good food and don't pay, you know, that little hefty price. All right. There you go. That is a good uh thing you need to know there you go what's the name of the place the fifth the fifth yeah you can follow them at the fifth oc on instagram or the fifth oc.com you guys can check out the menu there you go what you need to know brought to you by morongo casino resort and spa good times less than 90 minutes from wherever you are cappy are you actually going to go visit that or no Probably not. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's I conceivable that I could be like in Disney one day, and then like somebody says, "Hey, let's go check this place," and I go, "Oh, that's cool." Laura talked about that one day on What You Need to Know, and then I would have known it. But in terms of like making it a destination, like, "Hey, what are you doing tomorrow night? You want to meet at the Fifth? Just hang out for the fireworks?" I don't think that's going to happen necessarily. Well, yeah. you don't live close either. I well, find I live you about an hour. I find you more of a, a guy who wants to share an eighth more than the Fifth. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that is probably true. I'm. If you said to me, what would you prefer, an eighth or a fifth? I'm an eighth guy. Yeah, I feel like you're you're an eighth guy. Yeah. Um. So here's the type of guy you are. You didn't believe me when I was breaking news yesterday. You didn't. You didn't believe me. Let's be honest. And here's the kind of guy. By, and by here's the kind of guy you are. You ready? You're the yeah. kind of guy that in one yeah. segment, in the same yeah. segment, yeah. you can say that you think that I'm trying to break the Joe Madden story in our group text, and then yeah. in the same segment later say, yeah. I broke the story about Odell crashing right. McVeigh's wedding. But I Sedano did. was right. There you go. What do you mean you broke the story? I mean, I did. What are you, what are you Jay Glazer now? What are you, I mean, you're Adam maybe. Schefter now? Maybe. You're an, you're an NFL insider? I'm more like page six. You know, I got all the uh, socialite stuff going down. You know, gotcha. people tell so, me stuff. So when Odell went to the wedding and crashed it, who was he <clears throat> canoodling with? Um, his uh, better half. Okay. Yeah. Because I did see Sean. You just McVay. had a baby. I don't know if you know that. No, I didn't. Well, I mean, you're. You, it sounds like you're tight with Odell. I'm you not. You should have listened Odell. to me. Yeah, I'm not tight with Odell. No. Well, I mean, but you went to the wedding. You said you were at McVeigh's wedding. Is that right? I mean, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I think if it were, if you were at McVeigh's wedding, I kind of think we'd be hearing a lot about it. Why? Why? No, I, on the contrary, I'm not you. I'm not sitting there going like, oh, my God, I was at this wedding and blah, 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 blah. Disagree. Disagree. You're kind of a name dropper. No, I'm not. Private events, I'm not doing any of that. Well, then I guess you weren't there. 
I think you guys both do your fair share of name dropping. <laughs> Just say I acknowledge it, though. I do. I acknowledge I'm a name dropper. Oh, no, so. I acknowledge it, but I would never go and, like, tell you that I went to some private event. Well, you said yesterday you went to McVeigh's wedding. I mean, clearly I'm kidding. Oh, oh, you were? Oh, I thought you really went. <laughs> You're so stupid. No, I'm not. You said it. You're a, now, you, now, who's lying now, Laura? Who's lying now? Laura's under the weather. Do not yell at me right now, Kat. Yeah, stop yelling. Why are you yelling, bro? Everybody's sick around here except you and me. What did they say at uh, Crosstalk about the George Costanza clip? Like, it's not a, it's not a lie if you if you actually believe it. Right. Correct. Everybody's got well, their that's own a truth. Cappy, that's a cappyism. Yeah, that's yeah, no, like no, something that's you true. live by, I feel right. like. Oh, you got to have your own truth, right? Everybody's got their own truth. Um, so, uh, do we have the audio of Sean talking about uh, yes. Odell crashing the wedding? Yep, sure do. Let's hear it. You know, so one of the hardest things is we, you got a bunch of great relationships with so many players that have been such a big part of my life. So the probably the most stressful thing about this wedding was figuring out, all right, how do you get the guest list right where you don't have any sort of uh, interruptions or, you know, anybody having their feelings hurt unnecessarily because you got good relationships with guys. So I just invited the captains from last year's team. And then there was a couple other guys that are retired players that you still have great relationships with. And Odell and I had a great relationship. I mean, I love Odell. And so only in Odell's fashion could he be the wedding crasher at our wedding. So yeah, oh, I showed yeah. up, crashed the wedding, and yes. I loved it that he was still there. He is, uh, you know, even even my mom, she said, oh, he's so nice. And God, he is handsome in yeah, person, right. too. I mean, I said, well, he's That's great. He that is, is hilarious. Yeah. Um, do, would you have that worry? Like if you had a, you had a big event going mm-hmm. on right mm-hmm. now. Like, who's making the cut and who's not making the cut at the station? Oh, oh, at the station. Yeah. Ooh, wow, that's tough. I would say um, our group together, the four of us, everybody's invited. Right. Okay, everybody's invited because you're ultra close, okay? Right. I'm shocked. With plus ones cap? That's a a whole other thing. Yeah, no, I don't do that whole thing with, with, you know, hey, you're only invited, but it's not with a plus one. Listen. Laura's going to show up with her boyfriend, and he's going to be wearing a mask because we're not allowed to see his face. Yes, that right. is not true. Sedano met him. Okay. Um, so, so look, the four of us, we're mishbucha, we're invited. Now i got to go periphery. Boss Amanda's invited. I would say Chris is invited. I'm going to say Mason and wow. I Wow, Chris, Chris makes the cut, but it felt like it was uh, reluctant at mm-hmm. that moment. Yeah. Did it feel reluctant? It did. Yeah. No, I feel like Chris is going to – and the reason I, I would say Chris makes the cut is because of his girlfriend, Lisa. So I'm, I'm more – I'm, like, looking forward to having her, and then he kind of comes along. Lisa. Oh, he calls her the not-girlfriend, right. Right. Uh, Mason and Ireland, close, you know? I mean, they're very close to us, right? We're together every day. We spend a lot of time together every day, and yeah. that goes for Uh-oh. Jorge and Bergie, too. I, I, I sense a theme here. The problem I have is, is yeah. if I'm going to have to eliminate some ball players like Coach McVeigh does, Coach McVeigh gets down to, like, the second-string center. You know, the backup defensive end. I can't invite all these guys. And to me, because we don't get to see them enough, Travis and Slee and Emily and Taylor, see, that's that. those are my second stringers just because we don't see them all the time. Right, and Dr. Clapper's not, definitely not making no, it. No, no, Dr. Clapper's coming because, you know, you always have to have a doctor, you know. Okay. How are you? So. Okay, okay. What about Kirk Morrison? Kirk Morrison is close. Kirk Morrison is family to me. Yeah, you've known him for a long time. That's right. Family. De- DeMarco. DeMarco and I are tight, like in yeah. real life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Clinton. Ooh, Clinton. Clinton Clinton is is like he's on that like cut line 
where mm. I would like to have Clinton very much, I'm but sure if things are getting out of control, well. yeah. I was going to you know? say, uh, don't tell him that. Now, <laughs> right? now Beto, now Beto, on the other hand, uh oh, now Beto's a tough one for me. Yeah, you know, Beto's a tough one because Beto and I have kind of a love hate thing that we do together. Yeah, you know, so that's Beto and Clinton are both on my. They're kind of on the edge right now. What about for you, George? Who, yeah, who gets I feel cut? like Beto. I feel like Beto um, embodies the spirit of the show best. Is what I would say is that he gives you a hard time, and that's the spirit of the show, is that we give you a hard time. Mm. Hmm. You're kind of like our Costanza. Yeah, I don't know. Or like Kramer, know. maybe one or the other. I don't know. I don't know if it's an, if it's Elaine, if it's Jerry. I, I don't know who's who. Well, you can't dance, so maybe it is Elaine. Fair. Fair point. I mean, I, yeah. I am taking a lot of heat still. You know, again, it, it was a Tuesday night. It was Chardonnay. Yeah. And it was Steely Dan, so I didn't get yeah. to really show off my best moves. It's true. Right. Yeah, you didn't uh-uh to right. Steely Dan that right. day. So, who's, yeah. so who at the station, though, makes your wedding list? Oh, I think – I see, I've been here a long time, though. You know what I'm saying? So because I've been here a long time, I feel like everybody's going to make the cut at that point. You know what I mean? I've just been here too long. I know, but I know Travis 20 years, and I know Sliwa even longer than that. So, I mean, i got tight relationships with these guys. But, you know, if they've yeah, got to Yeah, I'm also cut, not as cheap as you are. Well, how do you know? I mean, you literally – we're going to take su- you told your daughter to take sushi off the list because you thought you were paying for it. And then when your mom said she was going to put her credit card, then you told your daughter to put the $40 back of sushi that you cut off the $150 original bill back on the list. That is 1000% accurate. And the cheese on in and out burgers. with your Oh, dad. Oh, oh, George, mm-hmm. George. Well, that was payback though. That's that was payback. But his dad said that was not true. No, no. My dad will never come clean on that, but it is true. So what was the end result on that? The end result was um, they went to In-N-Out last night, and I told yeah. my son, here's money, you buy. I said, but give my father hamburgers, no cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. But I think he actually got the cheeseburgers because I wasn't there. Good for your dad. Yeah. I'd push through, too. Yeah. You know, he's um, he's getting ready to leave and go back to Florida now. Yeah. And he's just done his last job for me for the entire week. He just finished his last job for me. I love that you bring in your father to work. Well... My father is like the handiest guy on the planet, like and I can't do anything. Yeah. No, no, he's not labor. Yeah. Okay, but he has been doing some laboring. Right. He just finished his last I mean, that's project. a hell of a justification there. I mean, you kind of twist, twisted yourself into a pretzel a little bit there, but okay. Well, look, he just finished his last project, George. Um, we were waiting for Amazon to deliver my brand-new bidet. Do you have a bidet, George? No, I don't have a bidet. You don't have any bidets on any toilets at your house? No, no bidets at the house, no. Girls, anybody have a bidet? My uh, roommate has one of those like little hookup bidet thingies, but not an actual bidet. Yeah, I do my, not. Okay, my father told me that for forty dollars on Amazon, you can buy a bidet and it'll change your life. So I bought the bidet the other day. So it's the thing that I that like that you hook up to it, right? Yeah, it's not probably, the actual it's, toilet. It's just no, like no, a little it's like a little thing. Yeah, you know? ex- okay, yeah. making sure. And now my father just installed it, but he told me that I don't have the right toilet seat on my toilet. Uh-oh. So so there's like an inch gap because but when you sit on it it's fine otherwise it sits up like an inch so now now he's telling me I got to go buy a new toilet seat I'm like you know I'm never gonna go buy so a new toilet seat so you're saying the bidet seat. thing is sticking out a little bit I guess so I haven't gone up there Ooh, to check it out yet that that sounds potentially uncomfortable I know and he's been up there just sitting on the toilet just enjoying it yeah he thinks it's the greatest thing in the world hey good for your dad 
I mean, I don't, I'm not knocking a bidet, but I, yeah, I, I would, I, I've been here too long. I wouldn't, I am not, and I'm not as cheap as you. So I would just bring everybody. So in. you're inviting the whole cl- yeah, crew. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, everyone inc- that you've mentioned, including like Funches and uh, Mrs. Funches, the new Mrs. Funches, congratulations right. to the Funches Mazel family. Tom. Right. Uh, you know, Janice, you know, oh, Janice, um, Tommy, Tommy. Yeah. Tommy. Shout out you know? to you, Tommy. Yeah. Don't forget about Carlo. Carlo should be invited Carlo as Saisu, well. Carlo Saisu. Yeah. Kate's, mm-hmm. Kate should come. Yeah. Kate should come. My man, now, the salespeople. Salespeople, I don't know them all. You know, like that's the thing. There's a bunch of new ones. So, you know, we'll see about them. Well, George, I mean, I guess what I'm hearing you saying throughout this conversation is yeah. tell me if I got this right. Yeah. Sean McVeigh is cheap. No, he's not cheap. Well, that's he what just I wanted you an, say. Intimate, an intimate wedding. I didn't tell you you were having a wedding. I was telling you you were having a party. Oh, an event. Yeah. Because, oh. I mean, to me, you know, if, it, if you were Sean McVeigh, you'd invite all the guys on the roster and their plus ones. Um, I, you know, well, there's a bit big difference between our office uh, situation and you know, a fifty, you know, actually sixty something when you count the, tra- the practice squad. No, but come on, roster, come on. You know? I mean, Sean McVay's he's a ten million, twelve million dollar a year coach. What does he? Not care? yet. What does he care? Not yet. I love how you always like to do stuff with other people's money. Well, I mean, listen, you told me how cheap I am. Right, you did it with your mom. I did cheap out. I did. I I ordered the sushi. It was one hundred and fifty dollars. When I thought I was paying, I took $40 off. And when I found out my mom was paying, I put the $40 back on. That is 1,000% true. I take all the credit for that. Yeah. Hey, coming up next, um, the Darvin Ham Presser. So we thought he did a great job, but clearly not everyone is sold on everything he was saying yesterday. Let's tackle some of that in two minutes. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Oh, man. Happy birthday to Prince. R.I.P. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I think the greatest artist of my time. Hmm. And I'm not being hyperbolic there. Do you know why I say that? Tell me. Because not only was he a great vocalist, but he was an incredible um, performer in regards to he could play multiple instruments. Like, literally, Eric Clapton would say that he plays the guitar better than him. Hmm. Knows how to play the piano, the drums. I mean, he was a a genius when it came to music. He's probably second only to Ian Anderson of Jethro Tull, who could play, like, 20 instruments. Yeah. But that's more like, you know. I mean, a lot of guys can play multiple instruments. A lot of guys can play drums, play guitar, can sing, got great stage presence. It's true. Um, but Prince was a great singer, an incredible dancer, a world-class guitar player, movie star. I mean, there's just, there was so much to him. It's hard to believe he, he, today would be Prince's birthday. And how old would Prince be today? 60 something, right? Not sure. Like 62 or three, like, like young, like when you hear the number, you're gonna be like, really? That's all Prince was? Uh, Prince was born in 1958, so he would be 64. 64 years old. That's it. You know? Just like the song. He's gone. 
Wow. Yes, he is gone. He's been yeah. gone for a little while, yes. I know. Like I said, R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Prince. Yeah. Do you have a favorite Prince song? Well, I, I will admit, I am totally partial, and this may sound cliche to a lot of people, but When Doves Cry is my favorite Prince song. Always has been. Love the guitar. Love the vocals. Saw that tour when I was probably about 13 years old. So I'm very partial to When Doves Cry. How about yourself? Oh, I like Let's Go Crazy. That's my favorite song. Let's Go Crazy is a great song. Great song. And I got I engaged. Would say 1999 after I, that. I, George, I got engaged to 1999. Yeah, you told me the story, actually. Yep. Yeah. The clock struck midnight. It was 1999. Yeah. The band started playing this song. I yeah. said to my now ex wife, Not this hey, song. Well, 1999. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And um, I said, let's talk for a second. She said, well, no, what are you talking about? The band is playing 1999. It's 1999. Come on, the band is playing. I'm like, no, no, I got to talk to you. Yeah. That's when I busted out the ring. She started probably crying. probably should have been a sign, to be honest. Ca- called her mother. Right. She started crying. She called her mother. <laughs> and then and then here we were, uh, I don't know, 17, 18 years later. It was like, all right, I don't like you anymore. You don't like me anymore. Let's get divorced. <sighs> called the Dadvocates. You did. You called the Dadvocates. Great song. So there'll be more Prince songs throughout the day here. Um, Let me ask you a question. Yeah, go ahead, because you were about to bring up this Darvin Ham presser. You said that we both were impressed. You said yesterday he won the press conference. We all had this conversation. You say there's not a lot of positive reaction? Um, You know, a lot of the writers are harping on the Westbrook part of it, you know, and... I mean, I get it. I mean, shouldn't we have some healthy skepticism about a guy at this stage of his career? I mean, it's now 14 seasons that you want him to be a defensive stopper as opposed to a defensive liability, which is what he's been in his most of his career. Yeah, and Darvin Ham talking about how he intends to utilize Russell Westbrook's athleticism, explosiveness, etc., mm-hmm. to turn him into a great defensive player. Yeah. And I completely understand why people don't believe that that can happen because it hasn't happened. Right. Does he, does he have the physical tools to potentially yes. become a great defensive player in the NBA? Yes, I would argue the, he does. But the instincts is the problem. Defense is a lot of instincts. But is it, is it just that or is it more that, and this is where the skepticism comes in, that most of these, these writers who doubt what Darvin Ham is saying, is they've worked around Russ and they're like, he'll never change. This is who he is. This is the kind of player he is. This is what he prefers to do. And if you don't play him the way he wants to play, he'll not give you what you want him to give. But that's why Darvin Ham. Russ talked a lot about sacrifice at the beginning of last year, too, right? And then there was no real sacrifice. Or at least he thought he was sacrificing. But sacrifice is really easy to talk about. And then when you actually have to do it, it's a little different. Well, look, last year... The, one th- the only thing I can say to defend Russell Westbrook is that Anthony Davis missed a lot of time and LeBron missed a lot of time. And the only one of the three, the quote-unquote big three, that was available practically every night was Russell Westbrook. So when you thought you were going to be part of something and then the two-thirds part can't play, what do you do? Do you become a defensive stopper? Or do you try and do what you do that you, you think is how you're supposed to win games, which is attempting to score, which he didn't do a good job of that either. I mean, listen, man, I, I don't even – I mean, he played, he played a lot of games with LeBron. It's not like he played a few games with LeBron. I get that they only played 21 games as a threesome. 
But he played a lot of games with LeBron, and there's not a lot of examples of guys who couldn't play with LeBron. I never thought that person existed until I saw the way it manifested itself with Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I'm just all I'm saying is this: the likelihood of the Lakers being able to move Russell Westbrook between now and the start of the season, I would think is a very low percentage play. So because the assumption is that he'll be back with this team, I think everybody needs to say and do the right thing to try and make it work, George. I mean, I, listen, I'm sure that before this press conference yesterday, they all sat down in the office and said, so what are we going to say about when everybody asks us about Russell Westbrook? And the company line is, Russell Westbrook is still a great player. We just need to, to, to manage him better. We need to get him more from him. So my guess is is that everybody inside the Laker organization is saying, you play the line of we're keeping him, we're keeping him, we're keeping him, because if the rest of the league thinks we're not going to keep him, then he has no value. Yeah, so his, the, his trade value is nuked even right. more so than it already is. Yeah, Correct. So I think that they're saying all the right things because either, A, he's going to be back and they need to pacify him to get the well, best from him. They have no other him. choice, I right. think, with him. Or, B, they're trying to create some illusion, most of us can see through it, that we're going to keep him, so if you want him, you've got to give up something to get him. So, you know what's interesting to me, and I heard Travis talking about this earlier today. Uh, unlike you, I am listening to Travis and Slee Wesson from time to time. So. Well, I'm listening from time to time. It just so happens that today I wasn't, but that's okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. You weren't inviting them to the wedding or the event. I mean, Well, I thought that we had to eliminate somebody from the staff. I didn't realize we were going to turn that I, against I me and say that you're inviting everybody. Well, the salespeople. I don't know them all, so I mean. I well, I'm inviting the salespeople. Huh? I'm inviting the salespeople. Do you know them all? I got Jason coming, and I got Kate's coming. I got yeah. our new guy Justin. He's coming. I'm yeah. even inviting Sam. Yeah. Well, Sam should be uh, near the top of the list. I mean, Travis and Sliwa guys, don't be offended. I thought the whole exercise was you got to eliminate somebody <laughs> Sean McVay style, and now it's turned into you guys aren't invited to my wedding. Which, by the way, am I getting married? You and Rachel at some point, I would imagine. Maybe. You I'm not opposed know. to it. I'm not opposed to it. You're not opposed to tying the knot again? I'm not opposed to a second Breaking marriage. news. I thought I was, like, when I first got divorced, I was like, I'll never get married again, never. And now I'm like, you know. Oh, look at Rachel. Rachel. I would do it. I would. Wow, that's cute, Cappy. I would do it. I'm yeah. happy for you, man. Thanks, sister. Because you said yeah, you we're happy nice. for you, too, and the emoji face. <laughs> yeah. Who gets married first, Laura? You and emoji face or me and rubber rubber Rachel? Oh, no marriage. No, not not yet. No. no. Not yet, huh? Yeah, I mean, I was very anti-marriage. Things change, but not yet. No. Mm. Not till she shows the face. Yes, exactly. I mean, Sedano's <laughs> seen the face. Greg has seen the face. Clint I have seen, seen the, the face, face, but the public has not. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. The public Leonis at large has, has not. seen the face. But anyway, back to what Travis was saying that I thought was fascinating. Because they were talking about the Rams, right? And how the Rams... Um, you know, they keep re-signing guys and just basically making the math work, right? And But the difference is they're hitting on guys. They're hitting on Jalen Ramsey when they're spending big. They're hitting on Matthew Stafford when they're bringing him in. They're hitting on, you know, bringing back Aaron Donald, right? We, we, we all expect Aaron Donald to still be Aaron Donald, right? I would think so. I mean, right. they just paid him not only for what he did or what he's done, but because they think he can still do that going forward. Correct. Correct. You're not playing for you're not paying for past performance. You're paying for future performance. Mm -hmm. So, I think because of that, 
um, that's what helps them. It helps them because, yeah, they can kind of push the piper, right? Like, you know, paying the piper down the road and kick the can down the road. Um, but they keep nailing these opportunities. Whereas the Lakers were, you know, I, if you go back two seasons ago, when LeBron turned his angle on Solomon Hill, they were really good. I want to say, I don't remember the exact record, but it was something like 25 and like eight or something like that, or 25 yep. and nine. Mm -hmm. It was really good. And then, and, and that was despite Montrez Harrell not fitting all that well at, at the time, in my estimation. So, because him and Vogel didn't necessarily see eye to eye. And then they flipped the script again and made a big swing for Russell Westbrook. And this is where you run into trouble when you're a franchise. When you make the big swing and the big swing doesn't work. The big swing last year did not work. That's all. It didn't work. Now, you still have the guy under contract. You've decided to, to hire a new coach. You know that Russell Westbrook did not like and did not respect Frank Vogel. And if you're going to have him on your team, you got to try and find a way to get the most from him. So they've gone out and they've hired a coach that they think has the personality and has the background to be respected and get the most from him. Now, the question really comes down to George's, what is he going to be? Because you said it all year last year. His skill set is not the same. He's not the same player. He's not as explosive. His shot isn't as good. Blah, blah, blah. All the things we talked about. So can Russell Westbrook be the best Russell Westbrook? And can Darvin Ham get that from him? That's what the Lakers are banking on. If Darvin Ham can do that, he's going to be the coach of the year, and the Lakers will be in a really good spot. Um, and I'm willing to let it unfold for a little while. Um, what I, I feel like I will give it till Christmas before making a real, like, like hardcore judgment on it. Okay, Not so, to say so that I won't judge it before then, you know, as it goes on, um, or comment on it. But Christmas is the day that I'm going to go after Christmas. When we come back after January 1st or whatever, I'm going to be like, this is the day I'm giving my determination on what the Lakers look like at this point. Okay, because remember last the year. Because Just remember last year. Last year it was, hey, it's going to take the first 20 games. Then after the eighth game, you were like, okay, this isn't working. Forget it. Right. It's over. Yeah. Even though I picked them to win the championship on all the different ESPN you yeah, know, expert no, sites. I pulled the ripcord on that yep. one. Yep. After, okay, so this year, don't don't pull the ripcord after eight games. Give it till Christmas. Right, but I was right on the pulling the ripcord. I mean, so there was, I, 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 it was so – I'm not that person. I'm not the knee-jerk, uh, overreact person. I That's you. I'm the one who's more rational of the two of us. Is I don't know, man. I don't know. Eight games in, you were off the you were off the bandwagon. But I was right. I don't know. Maybe you sent a ton of negative energy their way. Maybe that's yeah, the deal. You're right. That's what happened. Yeah, exactly. Uh, nonetheless, I'm not the knee jerk one. You're the knee jerk one. You should have listened to me. Hence the jerk. Well, I don't know. I, I if I could if I would have listened to you, maybe I would have an injured knee. I mean, why would listen, you have an injured knee? I don't know. You used the word jerk and knee jerk. I tried to oh. use the word knee and knee jerk. I don't know. Oh. There really was nothing there. There was really nothing <laughs> was there. Like, did I miss something? That was an attempt. It was an effort. You know, okay. try. I, good job. Good effort. Yeah. A for effort. Yeah. Um, listen, I'm with hey, you. you know though. Who's on, uh, so I'm watching the uh, Dodgers game, but I'm yeah. watching on the uh, White Sox broadcast. Okay. Because I've got the MLB extra innings. Like, you know, they have like the channel, the mixed channel with mm -hmm. all the different games on at the same time. Yeah. Um, and your boy Al Michaels is on right now. What's he doing? Like doing a FaceTime because I guess the the White Sox longtime broadcaster, it's like his anniversary, uh, like 30-year, 25-year anniversary or something. So Al Michaels is literally on the game with him right now on the White Sox broadcast. No way. I'm going to turn it on. Wow, that's cool. When are we going to have Al Michaels on? on this show? Yeah, I was just going to say, why don't you text him? 
Well, I would, but Lindsay doesn't want Al Michaels on the show. Time she told me that. Out. She told me that. So she said, "Time out." That's what you told me. You know, Cap. We we hashed this all out on the air back in January. We mm-hmm. did. Yeah. And the conclusion that we all came to was, if we're going to have Al Michaels on, let's have Mom where we can have like some cool story time with Al when there's nothing yeah. else really going on. Let, let's do it. Let's do it uh, before the preseason starts right. when he get, gets ready for the Amazon venture. And not you know a couple days before the Super Bowl where that's all we're going to ask him about because nobody really cares that much about. When Al Michaels yeah. thinks about I think we should have Uncle Big Al on as soon as possible, as a matter of fact. And then, okay. and then I think we should have him on more regularly. Yeah. And then make sure you text Gavin Newsom and Canelo and everyone else. I'm just going to I'm just gonna text Uncle Big Al and ask him to come on the show. Okay. You should. I, I mean, would love to. I want to ask him about his, uh, the Amazon situation because I find it fascinating. Mm-hmm. I mean, do I. like, does he even use Amazon Prime? Of course he does. Well, I don't know. I feel like something like... He's younger than my dad or about the same age as my dad. My dad would have no clue what Amazon Prime is if you asked him. Yeah, How old's your dad? Um, 65? Oh, Al's older than that. Oh, way older. See? So there you go. Dude, my dad's 74, and believe no. it or not, shockingly... Al's can, older than him. Yeah, he can. my dad can email from his phone. My dad's 69, now that I think of it. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm super impressed. My dad knows how to email from his phone. My dad knows how to Amazon. I'm really impressed with his use of technology. More so than you would do at that age. No, exactly. like, because, because as frustrated as you guys get with me when I don't know how to do something, I have the same frustration with him. But all things considered, 74-year-old guy, his use of his iPhone, pretty darn impressive. Does he teach you how to use it? No, 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 no. I still have to help him out with stuff. But think about that. If I'm helping somebody, think about how little they know. Hey, coming up next, we got Radio Tinder, including a potential conversation about sex robots. Hey, now. Yeah. That's next in two minutes. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, so I think last week or the week before, I told you guys how Magic Johnson had announced that he was entering a partnership with NBA Top Shot to release a new NFT collection on their unique platform. Well, today, the limited edition Magic Johnson anthology set dropped, and it featured the first ever Top Shot autographed moment, which I thought was pretty cool. 
There were 1,600 anthology packs that were issued, and they cost $399 for each pack. Five. Five five moments in a pack for $400. It's a lot of money. I, I saw. I got the email for it. Yeah, I got one too, and I I'm out on a, I'm out on the whole Top Shot thing because it was just such a nightmare at the start, and I feel like the moment is past. So I guess given given that whole idea that the NFT craze and then like the sudden decline, do you guys think that the Magic Johnson Top Shot NFT packs will be worth more than three hundred ninety nine dollars five years from now? Swipe yes. left or swipe right? Yeah, no, I do. I'm swiping right. I do believe that they will be more worth more than that. Uh, I think that. It's different when you're getting random, and I'll just use this person as a random player, right? Like, I don't know, um, random... Norris Cole. Kyle Kuzma, right? Like, Washington Wizards NFT, as opposed to a Magic Johnson collectible. Like, I think that there's definitely always going to be a difference for that. Yeah. I'm going to swipe right here also and say, yes, I do think the Magic Johnson NFT collection will be worth more in five years than it is today. Here's why. It's really got nothing to do with Magic Johnson or the history of basketball. I just figure that NFTs will become more commonplace in the next five years. More people will be talking about them. More people will be buying them. And I just figure that Magic Johnson will be an all-time great. So five years from now, it'll be worth more than $400. Side note, by the way, you guys notice that nobody talked about the Magic Johnson documentary on Apple TV? I told like, you no one would talk about it. Right. Like the whole world was it talking was piece. about the HBO series Winning Time and Nobody was talking about magic and the real-life true story because nobody cares. Everybody cares about entertainment. I didn't, as, again, you know, somebody who watches a million, bazillion documentaries, I didn't find it that entertaining. Like, sure, it was interesting, you know, especially somebody who's into sports, lives in L.A. You know, I, I, I was interested in watching it, but I didn't think it was, like, entertaining, I guess, per se. That was kind of boring. I liked the first one, and then I never went back. Well, you got to get that password figured out, Cap. I know. I know. Yeah, I mean, I I just felt like it was uh, sanitized is the way I would describe it. Too sanitized. Yeah. All right. Well, now that you've uh, taken me off track here, Cap, the Internet went into a tailspin this morning after a woman on Reddit said that she and her husband did not have catering or bar, bar service at their wedding because they wanted to be able to afford appearances from Mickey and Minnie Mouse. So this is crazy. Listen to this story. The the bride and the groom were both huge Disney fans, and their love for Disney was a big part of their lives and their relationship together. So when they went over their wedding budget and they realized that the cost to have both Mickey and Minnie, the official Mickey and Minnie, that is, appear at their reception for 30 minutes was almost the exact same amount for catering and bar service, they decided to scrap the catering the bar and use that money to hire the characters. So, of course, they were thrilled to have Minnie and Mickey appear in their wedding photos and share their first dance. But guests were not happy about it. And the woman said that everyone in her family is now making passive-aggressive posts about it on Facebook. (laughs) She justified omitting the catering by saying there were plenty of facilities at the wedding venue where people could eat at their own cost. So if you were invited as a guest to this wedding, would you still go, knowing that there was no food, no drinks, no bar service, because Minnie and Mickey were more important. Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I'm going to swipe right and say that I would still go. Because this is like the kind of thing, truthfully, like this is the kind of thing my sister would do. My sister would do this. My sister would be like, hey, it's my wedding. It's my day. I'm doing it the way I want it. I'm a Mickey and Minnie fan. 
And you know what? The cost of Mickey Minnie is the same as the bar and the food. So guess what? Get your own bar. Get your own food. I'm doing it my way. Like, she's that kind of person, which I can respect that. I just don't like it, and I would be making lots of passive-aggressive remarks on social media. I mean, come on. I mean, George, you called me cheap? How about these people? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I, I went to a wedding once. Now, it didn't have this, I don't recall. Uh, I don't remember. It was so long ago. But I remember the wedding. These people were big Disney people, and every table had, like, a Disney character's name. It was, you know, different. Let's just call it. Um, but, yeah, I look, I, I just... And everybody's different, okay? If I'm throwing a party and I'm inviting you, I'm catering. I'm getting you the food. I'm getting you your drinks, soft drinks, hard alcohol drinks, whatever it is you're going to drink. I will try to have everything and anything for everyone and anyone because there are people who drink and people who don't drink. Um, but, yeah, I, I can only I can only speak for myself, right? Like, I would never have a party that I would uh, – at the, if I had to cut one thing out, I wouldn't have Mickey and Minnie there at the expense of having catering, if that's your question. Well, would you go, though? Let's say, like, your niece or, you know, would you go knowing that well, that was Well, if it's someone in my family and I have to go, I have to go. But, I mean, if it's... What if it's your neighbor? If it's my neighbor, probably not. I'll be like, hey, you know, got something going on that weekend. Hey, I'm... you know what? I'm going to Disneyland to see Mickey and Minnie at their place, not yeah. at your wedding. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. like I would go just for the spectacle. <laughs> Just just so I could make the passive-aggressive posts on Facebook. But then again, Cap, you are right that, like, it's their wedding, and if that's what they want to do, because, like, Mason said something earlier about weddings, and they were talking about Funch's wedding and Odell crashing Sean McVay's wedding, and he was like, I don't understand the point of weddings because it's, the, you know, you're paying for all these other people to have a good time. And he's right. That's why I feel like, you know, you want to do something weird or different or, you know, out of the box and whatever, just do your thing. Laura, you, you love Disneyland. How do you? How would you feel about that? But I feel like you love a good party more. So I would still go if it's family or someone really close to me. But really quick, I have a really good friend who makes really good money. And he said, if my girl, because he wants to propose to his girlfriend, he goes, when I do, my wedding is going to be super small. It's my mom, my dad, her mom, my brothers. That's it. Mm -hmm. The party, he goes, I can afford it. He's like, but it's my day. It's our day. If yeah. people want to come and celebrate, they can, Yeah. but I'm not going to have everything for y'all because it's about us. So he's very much on that kind of like sentiment, but I think like how I grew up, I put everything if I'm inviting you to my space or my party. Just everyone's Yeah, different. look, everybody's going to be different, but also that's one of those KYP, know your personnel, right? Mm -hmm. Know whose party you're going to. I'll tell you this right now, any young people who are out there thinking about getting married, if your parents are contributing to the wedding in any way, um, do this. Don't have a wedding. Say, I'll take the cash because I want to find mm -hmm. a way to buy a house. That's what I should have done. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Wedding I agree. is dumb. Like, yeah. no offense to bunch and, and everybody who gets married. But, like, I've talked to my emoji face boyfriend. And when we've talked about. <laughs> He's handsome, by the way. It's a handsome mean, emoji. Like, when we've talked about stuff. We're like, dude, it's a waste of money. I'd rather put it into an investment, a house, something that's going to actually propel us forward over just doing a party. My my brother tried to do that actually because he just got married what last September. Yeah, I remember you went to the wedding. Yeah, and he he they wanted to do that. They were like, well, it's going to be small because we're just going to have our close family because we want to have you know we want to put money into a house. We're buying a house. Yeah, and, weddings are so expensive. Yeah, man. it's crazy. And they were only going to have like fifty people there, and then you know a year later, whatever year and a half later, turns out they had like three hundred and fifty people there, Jeez. and it was all because her parents 
wanted that's what they wanted to do mm-hmm. they wanted yeah. all the people they wanted it at their country club right. next to denny hanlon's house and who knows what they paid for it but then they still gave them the money for the house oh no way yeah because my brother well, was like no them. this is not what yeah. i want i i did not want to have the big wedding i want that money for a house so he got both both ways well good for him he got his cake and he did too exactly literally and figuratively it's, yep. good, it's a good wife he's got yeah, yeah she's great she's great i don't know what she's doing with him but hey <laughs> whatever all right, uh, uh, do we have time for one more have, or no? Oh, do we have time for one more really Come quick? Come on, sneak it in. Okay. So the score bet is elevating its presence in its first year as the official gaming partner of the RBC Canadian Open. They're introducing a premium first-of-its-kind on-course viewing experience. So the score bet skyline seats at this upcoming golf tournament are going to be suspended 100 feet above uh, the Open Championship to watch tournament action, or it's the Canadian Open Championship to watch tournament action like never before, overlooking the first and 18th holes at St. George's Golf and Country Club. I just retweeted a photo of what these crazy seats look like, so if you want to check that out, it's on my Twitter at Lindsay Baseball. Uh, the seats will host tournament attendees high above the course to enjoy free food and beverage, and it provides a bird's eye view of the championship golf course and sweeping views of the Toronto skyline. Would you guys want to watch golf in these crazy high seats? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I'm going to swipe left and say no chance. There is no chance you're getting me on one of these things. No way, no how. Here's what's going to happen. Everybody's going to go, this is so dope. This is so cool. Can't wait to do this. They're going to get up there, and then they're going to be like 15 minutes like, yo, can we get down? Oh, no, 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 please put us down. They're like, no, we can't. We're up here for a while. Like, I've been on the Goodyear blimp. You guys have ever driven by the Goodyear blimp, right? Yeah. I've been yeah, on the Goodyear Carson, blimp. It parks in Carson. Right. Yeah. So I've been on that blimp. You go up, 15 minutes, you're like, okay, I'm good. Let's go down. They're like, no, it's like another hour. I'm like, come on. This is boring as all hell, man. Like, that's why, like, even people I see, like, hot air balloons. Hot air balloons, they look great for, like, 10 minutes. I don't know, man. This This suspended over the golf course thing looks terrible to me. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out too. I, I, first of all, I don't love golf that way. Second of all, I feel like that's a weird way to watch it. Um, so, yeah, I'm not interested in that. What if you got hit with a ball? That's what I want to know. This thing looks so dangerous. Doesn't it? And what if you got hit with a ball? And then not only if you got hit with a ball, but then you you know, you know tried to dodge it or something, and then you're swaying and you're moving the whole thing, and then everyone falls off of it. I don't know. Just Here's like my biggest idea. question, Lindsay Baseball. I'm looking at these pictures. Here's my number one question. I'm up there drinking beer. I'm up there making bets. I'm watching golf. Now I got to pee. Where am I going? Uh, that's a good question. We need to find that out. Ain't no portalettes on this thing. No, you probably have to like take a crane down or something. I don't know. Bungee down or something. I don't know. Looks crazy, though. I wouldn't do it. I'd be too scared. All right. That is Radio Tinder each and every day at 530. Sorry, my wife came in here to give me some pills, and I'm like, what the hell is this? I could hear you whispering a little bit. What was going and on? And she said, she said, doctor, uh, the doctor who one of my wife is friends with one of the pediatricians at where mm-hmm. we go. It's like a family place. Mm-hmm. And she's like, tell him to take. And I'm like, they're like, she's like, it's Zyrtec. I'm like, I already took one. She's like, when? This morning. She's like, she says to take two now. I'm like, OK, I'll just take two. I'll drink it. Thanks. Okay, so you're going to get better. Yeah, I drank it. Hopefully it makes me feel better. You know, I've got the, uh, for those that don't know, I've got a sinus infection. I've got crazy pressure all over my head. Like it's, so if I sound weird or if I don't sound myself, um, I'm in this dilapidated state. It's my flu game, basically. I mean, you may sound a little bit different, but generally all the attitude is there. I can tell you that right yeah, now. Yeah, no, that, that never goes away. Yeah, I mean, the attitude is still there. It's just extra snarky because I'm not feeling right. it. Right, and, and that's exactly right. I'm glad you recognize that, yeah. that because you don't feel good, yeah. you need to be a little extra snarky because you're not feeling yeah. so hot. 
It's fine. You know I what you it. should do is just take, like, sit in the shower for, like, a good oh, hour. Oh, I did that. I, I was in the shower for, like, 30 minutes today. It's always very I awesome. did feel better. Um, you know what else I could do is maybe take a shot of tequila mandala. Always hey. swipe right on tequila mandala, award-winning small batch premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com, and demand the extraordinary with tequila mandala. All right, coming up next, Derek Carr, is it his last stand? And Tom Brady launches something that I feel like Cap will be at the front of the line for. We'll tell you what that's all about in just a minute. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Oh, yeah. Come on, Cappy. Come on, you know it, man. You gots to regulate. It's true. Who is it? Don't tell me. Hold on. It's so close. Don't tell me. You ready for this, George? I just got it. Yeah, go ahead. Warren G. and Nate Dog. Yeah. Look at that, Cappy. Just when I was starting to Did you to Shazam that? I did not Shazam it, although oh, that would have been a smart idea. I didn't do that. Because you have done that before. That's you have true. done that. You have cheated fair. in the past. Completely fair and true. I acknowledge yeah. that. And um, and I didn't Google it either, but I, I just I needed a couple of seconds to get it into my head. Yeah, it's okay. I was starting to starting to worry about you, Cappy. Anybody whose name is Nate, I call them Nate Dog. And anytime I leave my house, I'll say to my kids, "Yo, you got to regulate. You know, don't let anything go down here. You got to regulate." So I and love what do this they song. Say in, in, in retrospect, they say, "What does that mean, regulate?" And I'm like, "Warren G. Nate Dog. Look, look it up. Google it." I tell everybody now to Google things the way you guys all tell me to Google things. <laughs> now that's my new thing is I just tell everybody Google it. So basically, you take it out. What we do to you, you take it out on them. Yeah, I just find it annoying. You know, like if you say something like, hey, did you uh, did you see this? And you're like, no, tell me more. And you're like, Google it. So now when people are like, you know, hey, did you, you know, if I say to somebody, hey, did you see this? And they're like, no, I didn't say I'm like, okay, well, then just Google it. My like, mom of, started doing that a lot because of us. Yeah. It's rude, Saying actually. It. It's rude, yeah. I mean, is it rude? Yeah, it's, it's kind of rude. It's a little rude. It's kind of like, I don't want to tell you this, so just you go find out for yourself. I don't want to spend the five advice. seconds telling this to you. I also feel like a lot of times it would be a lot quicker if you were to Google it than take the time to ask somebody else. I feel the opposite. Like if somebody knows something and it's like, well, tell me about that. You're like, no, you Google it. You find out for yourself. Like, don't cheat on my homework. Yeah. Key used to always say I was very quick at the Google. If I didn't know something, it literally like two seconds later, I'd be like, he'd go. Like that's his little sound for me on my keyboard. The only problem is with Googling things is sometimes, you know, it takes a little investigation. You know, you, you Google something and then you think I'm right immediately or I'm wrong immediately. I found this information. Sometimes it can take just a little bit more digging, George. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> a little bit more. We had a situation a couple of weeks ago. You weren't here. Yeah. And um, Lindsay and Laura Googled something immediately. And then like mm. in, and then right away started victory dancing that they were right and I was wrong. When it turns out that if they would have just done one more click, they would have found out. Oh, you're they, talking about the fish thing. That's right. 
That's right. Still bothers Which, me. no, you're, you're actually wrong me. because nobody nope. nobody was wrong or right in that situation. Yep. Everybody was just as wrong and just as right. I think nope. I gave it to you too, Cap, so I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, if you gave it to me, I appreciate it, Laura, because that was a big dub for me. And uh, and the way you guys were like all... Happy. George, George, let me ask you a question. Yep. Is a salmon a saltwater fish or a freshwater fish? I believe salmon um, is a freshwater fish. That's right. It is. It yeah. actually is both because they originate in the salt water and then they travel to the streams. All right, which let's are the, Google. Yeah. All right, so salmon are considered uh, anadromous. Exactly. Anadromous, sorry. Andronomous, uh, which means they live in both fresh and salt water. So Lindsay is right. <laughs> yeah, but you see, I try to explain to everybody that a bear stands on the side of a stream and a salmon jumps out of the water and the bear grabs the salmon because that's fresh water. And everybody's like, no, it's an ocean fish. No, no one denied that because I feel like that's a pretty common image when you think of like, when you say like a salmon and a, and a, and a bear, like just like you said, I feel like that's something a lot of people can picture, may have seen on TV or whatever. But the fact that, you know, the, the, the streams come originate from the ocean and they lay their eggs in the river, you know. Yeah. I don't so know. I don't salmon know. Don't are considered, in the ocean according, for, for according salmon. According to uh, the Wildlife Federation. Uh, salmon are considered, uh, I believe the word is anadronomous, which means they live both in fresh and salt water. They are born in fresh water, where they spend a few months to a few years, depending on the species, before moving out to the ocean. When it's time to spawn, they head back to the fresh water. There you have it. Exactly what I just said, Cap. Nah, I don't know. I said they go to the, the streams to lay their eggs. Yeah, you also said they were born in the salt water. No, no, I said that they lived in the salt water, and they go well, to the stream to lay their eggs. Which Lindsay, is- all I'm saying to you is this. I'm taking this dub, whether you give it to me or not, it's mine. I'm taking it. So you're, you're stealing right, it. You Thank are you. right. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. You are right. And Lindsay, you are also right. We're all right. We're all really smart. You know what? Hey, We're all right. So so Big E, uh, Eric Herrera, who's a big fan of the show, tweets us and says, uh, if I'm throwing a shindig, I'm going to make sure everyone there is well fed and there's enough drink for everyone. Too many tias talking bleep if you don't. That's true. You don't want those tias talking bleep. You know, there's a lot going on today in the Sedano and Cap community on Twitter. A lot of people, George, are telling me that I have to find a way to get the bidet to work because a bidet is a life-changing situation. So this is my first foray into the world of a bidet. It's a lot of French in one sentence, everybody. I'm showing off here now. But I'm told that a bidet is a life-changing situation from... Those in the Sedano and Cap community. Okay, well, there you go. Get yourself, you know, look at you. You got yourself a bidet. Anybody know a guy on uh, Twitter in the, in the uh, Sedano and Cap community by the name of Casper Villa? No, why should we? I mean, I, he tweet, I know he tweets a lot. Um, Lindsay has in the rundown, who is Casper Villa? Casper Villa. There. I did put that there. Casper Villa is the guy who last week produced the video yeah, about. Yeah, of you. Right. Did you see this video? It's based on the Eddie Murphy song, My Girl yeah, Wants to party, party All the Time. All the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Casper Villa is an incredible award-winning producer. Um, he does produce a lot of good stuff on uh, on social media. I've looked at his account. He's got like a funny um, uh, little like gif or gif of uh, Pablo Torre, our colleague here at ESPN, and Poppy Lebetard, um, which is kind of funny. So, I yeah, I've seen some of his stuff. Yeah. So, um, hey, Casper you got to put this back in the community. Everybody should see this video that you produced. Four-plus minutes of my girl wants to track me all the time, track me all the it's time, great. track me all the time. Yeah. 
it is great. I, I think he did a fantastic job. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm always amazed that people in the community, um, they're granted LA is another one who does good photoshops. Um, there's a lot of people in the community that do a lot of funny stuff in there. I, you know, and again, if you don't, if you're not, you don't know what the hell we're talking about. Uh, we have a community on Twitter. There's the community section. It's the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust. Feel free to join. Uh, it's a small membership at the moment. We kind of like it that way because it's manageable. But feel free to join. Like I, you know, I'm, I, I you know, like we were talking about with parties. Uh, all are invited. Indeed, well, and George and George is catering for all of us. Yeah, I mean, catering virtually. Yes, in this case. Well, yeah. If it were Why a do real you want party? Tom Brady's underwear line? So, has anybody seen this video? Have you guys seen this? No. I did see it. Okay, so here's what happens. Giselle is holding her phone. Tom Brady is standing at his sink, like as if he were brushing his teeth or shaving. He's wearing a pair of, like, tidy whities but they're more like the boxer brief tidy whities Yeah. And Tom Brady has a body now, unlike when he was coming into the NFL that everybody ridicules him for being so soft. Tom Brady's a 45-year-old guy who's a world-class athlete and looks ripped. Well, Giselle is showing Tom Brady's chones. How about that right there? Yeah. His underpants, right? She's showing it to everybody. These are the new Tom Brady underwear. But when he turns around, he covers up his front side because people think he's either put a sock in his underwear or he's wearing like a triple X cup. So there's a lot of questions out there, George, about what Tom Brady might have been doing. Or is he really the perfect guy? Rich, is he packing that fame? kind of heat is what right. you're saying. Right. Yeah. Is he rich? Is he famous? Is he married to a, a superstar model? Is he the greatest Super Bowl quarterback in the history of NFL football? And is he also, is he really packing that way? Probably not is my guess. I mean, but it is a funny video because of it. If so, he is the perfect man. If not, I mean, he, uh, he enhanced the costume like I would do it. Yeah, exactly. You were all in on that. Big time. Um, but listen, if you're going to try to sell underwear, that's one way to do it. I ain't mad at him. I would actually put Giselle in the underwear and say, hey, guys, you should have this underwear. Well, but it's not women's underwear. Yeah, no, I know, I but it would be sexy say. on her, I think. I think it worked for uh, Marky Mark pretty good. Yeah, worked out okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, I guess now Tom Brady is like a Mark Wahlberg, Calvin Klein underwear model. He I mean, he's probably all those things at this stage of his life. But anyway, uh, we got to run because Laura's going to get in trouble if we don't break here. Uh, Derek Carr, last stand? Yes, no? Uh, new coach, is this it for him? I want to get into some of the stuff that's going down in Raiders camp. We talked about the Rams earlier. We'll get to that in two minutes, plus what you need to know back on 710 ESPN.